you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. You never want to find yourself out on the water fishing without the essentials. So it's best to always pack a Columbia PFG Solar Stream Elite hoodie to protect against the sun. I mean, it provides great protection, and it's really breathable so you don't get hot. That's a win-win. Columbia PFG has a lot of great gear. So before you head out on the water, head over to Columbia.com slash PFG to shop their performance fishing gear. That's hooey and applesauce. Three words for that. Ooh, blah, and blah. When I'm wrong, I say I'm wrong. Oh, it's gangbusters. Damn a Hi and hello, football fans. It's your old pal Dave, Dave Damashek. What's going down? I hope all's well wherever you are. Welcome to episode number 69 of the Dave Damashek football program, available on iTunes. Hurry up and subscribe, why don't you? And by the way, tell your friends, tell your family. I don't care. Maybe your old lady doesn't like to listen to me or rank. That's not really my concern. Have them subscribe just the same. And while you're in there, why don't you go ahead and rate it and make a little comment and all that stuff. That's what they tell me is helpful to do. Lots to talk about in the world of sports here. Baseball, basketball, and of course, our beloved football. And maybe some pop culture mixed in too. That's what the kids seem to enjoy now. When they when these program directors and these executives start making decisions about uh, who should get to be their talkers now, they say, we love his mix of sports and pop culture. His ability to blend it. So let's do that right now with the man seated to my immediate right here as always from nfl.com it's adam rank what's the poop fella hey boss thanks for having me i am grinning ear to ear are you going to talk about pop culture and blend it seamlessly with sports i'm going to blend it all together let's see we'll see if you're able to do so congratulations first of all uh memorial day and uh and happy holiday and beginning of summer and uh tip of the hat as always to uh to people much braver than i and presumably you rank who Mm -hmm. uh who defend the country but um so how i I know you spent the uh the the holiday weekend watching your halos yes surge now see it's not even it's not even june yet or maybe mm-hmm. by the time you're listening to it, it's the it's the first couple of days of June. Either way, see, we get too crazy. Baseball season's long, mm-hmm. and now your halos are back in the mix. Back in the mix. Albert Pujols is hitting the ball. And what about that Mark Trumbo? His walk-off home run on Monday night against mm-hmm. the Yankees. 
the perfect end to a Memorial Day Were holiday. Were you there? I was not there. Oh. I'm surprised. Not there. You know, you can't you can't go to those Yankee games. There's really it's 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 not fun. It's it's something. It's almost akin to going to a Raiders football game back when the Raiders played in the Coliseum in Los Angeles. It's just not fun. It's, it's not. It isn't fun when your when your team is when you're the home team and you go to the to go to the place and they're more visiting fans i there's mean i'm not there's i know it's it's not that they're the it's not that they're the but if it's if the percentage is high enough that they actually are making in uh, in some situations more noise you know i used to go to old uh, pitt stadium in pittsburgh mm-hmm. and watch the highly rated uh, pitt panthers with uh, you know jackie Sherrill as their coach and west virginia would roll in and right. those hoopies, as they as they're called, they would <laughs> they'd come in. Boy, they were a scary bunch. I remember old Mo Damashek, My mother always warning me, "Don't mess with those people from West Virginia. They're crazy." Mm-hmm. And 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 you know what? I think she was right. I think she probably was drunk on shine. You know, <laughs> that they, they would do this whole the cheer, West like, Virginia fans. Let's right? go Mountaineers. That was their chant. You see. And then when Pitt would beat them at the end, then the crowd would, would chant, Go home, Mountaineers! But it was a scary environment. And, yeah, I don't think, uh, especially the way things go in Southern California, for visiting fans. That's, it's, a, that's it, an ugly trend developing in, it's in not, these parts. It's not fun. And if you go to Angel Stadium, there's a little – you are allowed to tailgate in Angel Stadium parking lot, which you cannot do at Dodger Stadium. You're not supposed to drink alcohol in the stadium, in the parking lot at Angel Stadium – any other teams are out there, the cops and, uh, and the fans, we play a little game where we put the beers in red solo cups. They pretend to not know. It's, you know, it's a little game we play. However, when the Yankees are in town, when the Red Sox are in town, and now that the interleague has come up and when the Dodgers are in town, there is zero tolerance. There are mounted police officers riding around on horseback making sure nothing's going on because there's too many fights. You can't bring any sort of, like, family experience to these games. Because the Yankee fans who are in Southern California are there, I think, to root for the Yankees, number two. Uh, number one is to let them, to let everybody know how New York they are and just brag about, like, hey, I'm from New York. I did this. I'm like, you know what? You don't live there now. Nobody's impressed by you. You look like one of the extras from Entourage. Nobody cares. You've got your Mickey Mantle jersey on and a hat and and Yankee short. Okay, we get it. Okay, you're overcompensating. I got it, but listen, so, so you're, no, no, no. but you're waving the white flag. You don't even go out there to try and resist this uh, this surge by New Yorkers. It's better. Shame on you, sir. No, it's shame better. on you, sir. How say you, fish tank? That's right. They got my back, and the fish tank is back, by the way. There well, you the, go. Back in Studio 66. Well, what's the fellas. problem? You know, I, I'm at a certain age right now. It's like, do I need to be arrested again, or should I just let somebody else? <laughs> it's time for somebody again. else to take that fight. Again. You know Who what? Knew? If you go down to Huntington Beach, there's enough guys in, you know, tap-out shirts and flat-billed angels hats who can go, you know, pick up the flag for us now, because I'm a little too old to be out there, you know, exchanging unpleasantries with Yankees fans. Although when Boston comes to town, I, I do I do pull myself off the mat to go to those games. Well, uh, congratulations to you on the Halo surge and uh, and and kudos to Southern California fans because uh, because their kings are in the, their kings are in the Stanley Cup Finals um, against the New Jersey Devils. And listen, if nothing else, I congratulate people in Los Angeles for the. Um, for the good timing that uh, the sports gods have delivered, that they can just jump off the Clippers bandwagon just 
as that <laughs> season ends and the Kings make it to the Stanley Cup Finals, I find it reprehensible the way I, I alternate between laughing at and being annoyed by the local sports media pretending that they care or know one thing about hockey. Or they, the ones that are, are NBC4 out here, they showed a, a graphic where they're like of the three teams who are playing at Staples Center. They showed a Lakers logo, a Clippers logo, and the Sacramento Kings logo. I know. It's, it's, it's embarrassing. But it's, it's the talking news. heads that are embarrassing, mm-hmm. too, because they are now pretending. These these people, their careers are in sports, and yet they know nothing about one of the four <laughs> major sports. I would be humiliated. Right. Now they just they are pretending as though, oh, yeah, I've always been. Always been a Kings, Kings fan. Always yeah. been a big Kings fan. And uh, so for that reason, it's really it's one of those things. That it's bad for the sport of hockey if the Devils win because of the brand that they play, this sort of uh, soulless hockey, although they're mm-hmm. a little more exciting than they have been over the last 15 years. It's just bad for New Jersey, a team that doesn't have much of a fan base, even in the tri-state area back in New York that you were just talking about there. People are much more Rangers fans. It would have been better for the sport had it been New York City versus Los Angeles. Yeah, but it's still New York. But it's not, and they don't have the fa- – it, it, it is nominally New Jersey, and the fan base is what's more important. Obviously, the Meadowlands also plays host to the Giants. I was going to say, yeah, it's where, the, it's where their sports teams normally play. But it's their fan base. There's a, the, the, the Devils don't have much of a legitimate fan base. So, anyway, I guess uh, people in L.A. are pretending that they're over the moon about this. And, and uh, in their heart of hearts, though, as Black Tie behind the glass can, uh, can affirm – Everybody is what they're really worried about. The sport that everybody is playing here in Los Angeles right now is what should the Lakers do to fix their sorry state? And I agree with, you know, Sporty Simmons years ago was the first one to point this out, that you have room for to have three stars on your team, and that's the structure that you need to operate under in order to win championships in the NBA. You need to find three legit stars. So mm-hmm. OKC obviously has that in place. The Miami uh, Heat have that in place. The Celtics won with that with that system. The only thing that throws a monkey wrench into all that are those San Antonio Spurs. It's uh, mm. enigmatic well, how they, they keep on doing it, huh? They got Parker, Duncan, and Ginobili. That's Would a that that's a sorry trio, though. That's that that sounds like one. Tony Parker is the only one playing at the level he was playing at, you know, or maybe exceeding that level that he was playing at, uh, you know, five years or so ago. Seems to me San Antonio is going to come out on top when it's all said and done. The Lakers, what they need to do is, I, I know that we're focusing a little bit on the Lakers, but it does seem like they are the franchise people love to discuss in the NBA right now, or maybe that's Anything, because listen. Maybe that's because we're in L.A. and, and so, I'm, so I can't see the forest for the trees. But the, the answer is this. Go get Darren Williams. If you can't get Darren Williams, anything you're doing is, is going to be a Band-Aid because there is because Kobe Bryant is 34. Mm-hmm. Pau Gasol is old. He wants out. He'll get traded. You can bind them as if a, they allow it. Bind them as a head case, and and that's that. And you know, I think that they the the only thing that they can really do to give themselves any promise for you know for the next half dozen years or so, I would say, is is to get a guy like Darren Williams, someone mm-hmm. who's who's moving into his prime right now. But you know, you know, we I mentioned your halos. Mm-hmm. What about the Pittsburgh Pirates making a little push here for the uh, for the division crown and the sorry NL Central? That might happen too. I don't want to. Nice. I don't get crazy talking. Oh, no, you don't want to get crazy, but you know the pirates have actually been building and putting together a nice little, nice little base there that they can grow on and, and get some minor leaguers, and that and that's the way you got to do it. Are they going to be able to maintain? Because last year they made a similar run. Like think when we were when we went back to the Hall of Fame last year at Canton, Ohio, 
I think the, the Pirates were still in the mix, and by the time that trip was over, so were the Pirates. In July, they were they were actually in first place in July mm-hmm. of 2011, and uh, now they loom, I think, three games out uh, behind those red legs of Cincinnati. So, um, all right, now we have to talk about, we have to do the blacklist there. We're going to get to that. We also want to take some calls today because it's fun to take calls mm-hmm. and also because we thought Donovan McNabb was uh, coming on the show today. But he's too busy working out. He's uh, he's uh, too busy doing his Daniel San <laughs> workout in the sea, I guess. You know, here's something I don't know that I can't tell if this is going to be a liability or not. One of the big stories in the NFL this week was that uh was that Nick Fairley got busted for the second time in what, 3 months now. First time he was uh holding on to some weed, setting this time driving 100 miles an hour allegedly down mm-hmm. in Bama, was it? Or Mrs. I think in Bama. Where's from, yeah. Yeah, I think he was in Bama driving like 100 miles an hour has one of the great mug shots you'll ever see, a smiling uh face there apparently completely unaware of any trouble that he's in. Gets a DUI. And this is just the latest for the Detroit Lions. See uh, the the off season, a lot of arrests, weed related, you know, substance related. And I think that people are quickly the knee jerk, you know, residents of Mount Pius, understandably this time, are saying, you know, not just tisk tisking, but they're also saying goodbye to the Detroit Lions' chances of making any hay in the uh, in in twenty twelve. And that may be true, but I would say that's more because of the fact they didn't do anything to fix their crummy secondary mm-hmm. than than anything that's happening off the field. Because, yes, at first blush you think, well, a team that's a bunch of ne'er-do-wells, guys that are getting busted, that team can't do well come uh, come regular season. But off the top of my head, I was just thinking, correct me if I'm wrong, mm-hmm. teams don't suffer when they when, when, when that happens, do they? I mean, the, you, you, if you think about – They killed the Cowboys of the 90s as they won three Super Bowls. Yeah, right. That's a that's probably the best example there is. Yeah, Jimmy Johnson had his policy that the stars can do what they want, mm-hmm. but you know, different standard. But yeah, they kept on. Although, did they keep winning? Could, could were they? Did they Mickey Mantle themselves out of an even greater run? I think they did when Jimmy Johnson was. That's probably out. what that, that was, is. That was bigger than anything, and and it was funny because Jerry Jones had made the point like, hey, five hundred coaches could coach this team, and he found five hundred one. He found number 501, Barry Switzer, although he did win a Super Bowl. But there is... He shouldn't have won that Super Bowl. Super Bowl 30 shouldn't have gone that way. Larry Brown and Neil O'Donnell uh, teamed up to make sure that the Cowboys won a Super Bowl there, but they they shouldn't have won that one. America didn't want to see that. I'll give you that one. You can have 30. You give us 13. Watch which one's 13. The Cowboys and Steelers. Oh, look at the listen to the big Rams fan. It was Super Bowl 14, Mr. Rams. And, uh, And John Stallworth... When it when time when the time came when the when things got tight, mm-hmm. Terry Bradshaw and John Stallworth let you and all Rams fans know what uh, what the high pedigree, the difference <laughs> in what champions do in the clutch in the fourth period. Um, but what about uh, what about the is it is it a problem for the Lions? Are they doomed now? I don't think so because you know Ray Lewis, the high probably the highest profile guy coming out of trouble in the off season. He goes through a trial and everything. And I remember at the time, remember when they won that Super Bowl, everybody was saying, "Oh, the commissioner, poor uh, Tagliabue." Can you imagine if if Ray Lewis were the MVP of that Super Bowl and that's exactly mm-hmm. what he was? Right. They didn't do the whole I'm going to Disneyland. Oh thing. no, it was Trent Dilfer who That's did right. It. Yeah, they skipped him. For that, but all right, so that team overcame that and and obviously won a Super Bowl. The Steelers went to a Super Bowl two years ago, the the season after or the summer after Roethlisberger's 
scandal, right? Wait, was, when was the scandal? Was yeah, that, that was about right. Yeah, because that's what they talked about during the And they've the Super continued Bowl week. to play relatively well in, in spite of James Harrison and Richard Mendenhall's dumb remarks and, uh, and, and all that stuff. But so, are they going downhill, though? Well, no, I think they, they you, you kind of uh, you, you put the asterisk next to them and say uh, TBD because they've sort of overhauled um, a lot of what they're doing. I'm trying to think. The Bengals, was all their trouble, did that come after Carson Palmer's knee injury or was that, were they right in the midst of that when they were winning a division? I think title? it was probably in the midst. It's been the whole. So I don't know that they're doomed to fail necessarily. It's anecdotal off the top of my head, like I say, but, uh, but uh, I think that they might still be all right. All right, well, Black. You're, but the number one thing, though, is that this was, you know, Jim Schwartz was going to come out and say, you know, law and order, we're going to get things together. We're going to settle down. We don't want to have any more distractions or problems. Boom. Titus Young is punching somebody in the face. Nick Titus Fairley, Young forgot to mention him. Yes. Nick Fairley's driving drunk through Alabama or wherever it was. So that's that's really your whole campaign of law and order is not off to a great start. And a team with already that has a huge discipline problem probably doesn't need that. Um, well, listen. It uh, it starts. So you got to cut the head off the snake, right? Jim Swartz chasing people down in the in, you know chasing down opposing coaches mm-hmm. after games and so on. Maybe they're just following the way of their boss. Following man, the lead. Man. So uh, quick programming note: uh, I've been making appearances now on a weekly basis with uh, with Adam Carolla. Go over to uh, adamcarolla.com and check out those. I've been doing the number one sports. Oh, um, it's back. Yeah, it's back on uh, Corolla show, uh, usually on Fridays, but we've done it twice, and now the latest one was on Monday, so it's all over the place. Mm-hmm. Uh, so be on the lookout for that uh, fun times over there. All right, Black Tie, let's get to the Black List, shall we? The Black List. Black Tie reads current events. The Black List. Damn the check and wreck if they're coming. The Black List. The Black List. What's up, guys? How are we, Black Tie? Do you enjoy the NBA playoffs? What do you think about my assessment, though? That this, I, I agree with in, in in theory that you need a big three. You need a you need you know like the Lakers if they had Kobe, Darren Williams, and Andrew Bynum, immediate contender. The thing that throws it all out of whack are those Spurs because they don't really have a big three. They have some great pieces, and Tim Duncan is still terrific, obviously in the blocks. Um, and uh, Tony Parker is probably one of the top half dozen point guards, but he's not the best point guard. I would take, if I had to, I would take Westbrook. I would take Russell Westbrook before I took Tony Parker. And Manu Ginobili is is fragile and older now and everything else, has his flashes. But somehow they continue to win and may end up winning this whole thing. And so so they throw that, uh, that whole theory out the window of uh, you need a big three to win a crown. Well, I think they're, they're not the flashiest big three, but they are a pretty decent big three. I would take Tony Park, I would probably say top six point guard. In the like league. I just said. <laughs> That's what I just said. Uh, you say, didn't you say top dozen? Or top half, half dozen. Ah, gotcha. Six All of right. one, half Fair dozen enough. of the other. Fair enough. Uh, Manu is pretty, he's a skillful guy. But the Spurs, is, it's going to be interesting to see if teams like build like the Spurs have. like what Boring they squads with... They're if not, teams, not if teams build, year. if they're gonna bore, they, they listen. This team's been around for thirteen years. This will be the yeah. This will so. be the one. <laughs> this will be the one that push. You know what though? I mean, we can make jokes. I make jokes about San Antonio being built or being boring rather, but they find a way to unearth these guys where I don't know where they're coming from and they're people yeah. you've never heard from, but they they find these you know these hidden gems who just come out and are just solid NBA players who know how to play defense. And System. and then you know what they 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 play their role, 
and they go out and they win consistently. Everyone's now decided that uh, Greg Popovich is the best coach in the NBA, and uh, that would seem to be there, – there seemed to be some fact behind that. Yeah, uh, how would you argue that? That thinking, yeah, that's true, definitely, and that's what the Lakers should be doing is trying to replace Mike Brown along with uh, trading <laughs> Pau Gasol before anything else. All right, Black Tie, we're, we're going to take some calls here, so I apologize to you in advance. You're not going to be able to be updating your, your status on Facebook. You're going to have to hit – my remix. That's all I'm doing, guys. He's figuring out more hashtags. Yeah, all right. Well, listen, speaking of that, before we start taking these calls here, why don't you rank? You have to follow us on Twitter here. First of all, I'm at Damashek. Rank, you're about to tweet it out, at Adam Rank. Okay. Send out the phone number. Let's make it, what do you think, Q&A, or should it be, you did a little movie list this I week, did. best football movie. Should it be about that, or should it Still just on. be whatever the Sheck Republic and Rank Amateurs want to talk about? And how about we say this? Best call of the day gets a, uh, a Rank Amateurs or a Czech Republic t-shirt from Backpage Press. Check them out at BackpagePress.com. Yeah, I like it. Do it? Okay, so general discussion. So sorry, the phone's going to start ringing here, Black Tie. Meantime, let's get into the blacklist. All right, guys. Now this week, straight football talk, because you, you guys know that's what I'm about. Straight football. Straight. No, we're Straight supposed up. to blend pop culture. No, no, that's no, what they like. They Straight like football the talk. blend. Down in the trenches, guys. First off, the Cowboys. Mike Jenkins, they still have him on their roster. They drafted Maurice Claiborne. They uh, signed Brandon Carr. So the word is they're going to be moving towards a nickel set. You know, three, four cornerbacks on the field. Only so makes sense. Right. My question to you guys, though, is what hashtag formation, defensive or offensive, <laughs> would you like to see more or is your favorite? I think, you know what, though, but, I mean, you see this in the NCAA where a lot of teams are running this spread offense. That One of the biggest ways to counter that is to go with something like a 3-3-5 defense or a 4-2-5, and it only makes sense in the NFL that you would do that because now teams pass all the time. You know, nobody's running the ball. It's going to be interesting of when it's now going to switch back the other way because if all these teams start employing three three fives if they're running a four two five or something like that, well then some team's gonna go in there with double tight ends and just say, you know what, we're gonna go pound the ball because they're gonna have a bunch of hundred and seventy pound defensive backs out there. Well isn't that right, Rank? I agree with what you're saying here because you look at the forty ers Well we just talk about that it would seem like this is what you need to be successful in the NBA. You need this. Well the the Spurs debunk that. Same way, look at the forty ers last year. I, I, you know, I don't want to, the way the game went is the way the game went, the NFC title game. But as we've discussed here on the show, the Niners really should have won that game. They mm-hmm. re, they absolutely should have. And you can always talk about turnovers. Well, oh, that's part of the game. but And special teams is part of the game. But that was abnormally crazy what happened. Mm-hmm. The Kyle Williams fumbled not one, but two punts. Right. In, in, in uh, the fourth quarter. In the, I mean, in the uh, second half. That's and then, in the game. In uh, in overtime, and then of course the call, the fumble, uh, the Bradshaw that wasn't called. They could have really made that a a uh, game changing turnover oh, for yeah. the Forty ers Anyway, the point is, well, how do they play? How do the they're, they're, It's interesting because the Forty ers like to pound it all last year. That's really how they approach things: dominate on defense and grind you on the ground. 
But then what have they done in the offseason? They're, they're sort of going against what we're saying now, which is they're joining everybody else by trying to trying to bulk up at wide receiver with uh, with those with the additions they've made. Mario Manningham, Randy Moss, who supposedly is looking good, and then the first-round draft pick. So now they're suddenly, with the, to go along with Vernon Davis and Michael Crabtree, they might be an explosive offense this year. So well, they also added LaMichael James, and they signed Brandon Jacobs, so they're trying to get better on offense. The the quickest way to become competitive in college or NFL football, be able to run the ball because you shorten the game. And if you're on the on the small end of the talent, if you if lesser talent, shorter games benefit you if you can keep the score tight. So the 49ers did it. The Jets did it a couple of years previously when Rex Ryan first took over. They played strong defense. And it they seems were able like to the, run the ball. The, it seems like that that's what the Jets are going to try to do this year. Have Everything to. All the talk out of, out of New York may be about Tebow, but it sounds like that uh, what you hear coming through the cracks is that they're going to try to run the ball quite a bit. And Pittsburgh's rebuilt that offensive line. They don't necessarily have anybody great to run behind it, but I expect them to spend more time on the ground this year. So maybe we will see that shift as teams to try to expose people throwing standardly on first down, trying to throw mm-hmm. five DBs out there. Maybe they'll try to make them pay for it. All right, Hashtag Black football one. talk. That was real football talk. All right, I'm proceed. Yeah, enough two. of that. Proud. Hashtag go on. All right, check this out. Last week, Adam Rank, in a rare productive moment, he put out his top football movies. <laughs> Ranked about 35 of them. Mm-hmm. Well, Adam Rank, you take it away. What was your top five? And the question to Damashek is, hashtag agree or disagree. Top five, number five, Varsity Blues. Number four, Remember the Titans. Number three, Rudy. Number two, Brian Song. And only the original of Brian Song. Anybody involved in the remake of Brian Song should be tried for treason. And number one, North Dallas 40. First of all, I want to talk about uh, Brian's song. I didn't know they were remaking it, but they second, did already. But uh, Varsity Blues, mm-hmm. you know, the, y- this list is rubbish. Rank. I like ranking things, of course, but when you put Varsity Blues in the top five of all time, James Vanderbeek throws the ball about as well as Dieter Brock <laughs> threw the ball. Thank you. That uh, that draws me ever closer in our ongoing competition of naming Dieter Brock in the podcast. Mm-hmm. But Varsity Blues, come on, that, that movie's cockamamie. That is an awful, awful picture. Why is it awful? The thing I give you a Wait, tip what of the was, hat. What was, it, what was awful? I mean, you just didn't like the way Vanderbeek throws? Well, first of that all. That threw it off for you? The game-winning play where the morbidly obese guy mm-hmm. catches, the, catches the deflected pass, is it? Right. And runs it in. It's ridiculous. It's a terrible, not exciting. It makes you laugh. It doesn't make you, doesn't make your heart. A comedy sore. was making you laugh. Okay, it. That's right. It a, a comedy. Yes. Wait a second now. Varsity Blues was a comedy. I didn't it's realize. Not? Yes, unintentionally. I don't. No, I, don't I don't think. I don't think they. I don't think they aspired to make a comedy with that picture. No, you guys. Are you saying that? That is that what your yes. is that your you know contention what? is that that's supposed to be a funny movie? I mean, it's Come amusing. On. It's it's not over. You know what? If you watch a lot of people who are fans of Friday Night Lights, the problem with Friday Night Lights is the football scenes were too unrealistic. It's the same thing. Yes, the fat well, guy. That's, my, getting that's the one of my first orders of business. But it's with any over movie. the top. Why is Hoosiers great? Because they used real ball players who could really shoot the ball. I don't know who mm-hmm. any of those guys are or were. We've never seen, I don't think, any of them. Maybe one guy in a movie after that of the basketball team. We never saw Jimmy Chitwood before or after. Right. 
and but they could knock it down. And that's what sells a sports picture. It's the first thing that they forget that these producers and directors and casting people forget is the essential detail when you make a sports movie is the actors you use have to look like they know how to play the sport. So did Adam Sandler's portrayal as a quarterback throw you off in the longest now, year? See, now, that was a comedy, and I would never see that movie, by mm-hmm. the way. I would never see the, a It's a comedy? Of- some guy dies in it. Well, come on. Don't I'm being facetious. Make, don't Stop. try to make Varsity Blues. The only thing I will say is is that at least you left the, on any given Sunday off your list. I mean, it's in the top 34. but It's yeah. a terrible movie. It's though. awful. That's a, a dreadful picture. North Dallas 40, fine. Talk about a movie that they should remake. That one. It's a great movie. Dallas, and it goes no. against my usual philosophy that you don't remake something that was already executed well the first mm-hmm. time around. That's Hollywood's flaw. They should remake the movies that have good premises, but that are that were poorly executed. You see mm-hmm. that. But but that being said, North Dallas 52 would be a good movie, wouldn't it? That'd be all right. An updated one. There's so much stuff to to riff off of now. With uh, Jeff Perlman wrote a screenplay about the Dallas Cowboys of the 90s, perhaps. Why didn't your movie about uh, make your top five? Why didn't uh, I'm surprised the, the movie you love. Um, I can't think of the name of it. now. The program. The, the program. How it's does that seven. higher up? It's a terrible. That's, that's another terrible movie. No, where, that's where, where the you're QB wrong. throws like a Nancy. It's it's, it's a terrible. You movie. You know, they get they have stunt doubles like when Adam Sandler did the longest yard. They had the kid who was the backup quarterback back for the Avengers, who was out there and doing all the football scenes. All right. They have technical people who throw. The, the only one, you're thinking, okay, now did, did Tim Robbins, did his delivery in Bull Durham, did that ruin the picture for you? That's more of a comedy, and by the way, I think that movie's a little bit overrated. I don't think it's a very funny movie. As mo- A lot of people hold that up as such a great baseball movie. It's a little precious. I don't love it. Um, I would put Rudy ahead of North Dallas 40, and I might also put all the right moves ahead of it, too. All talk, right about, moves. talk about great football scene. That might be the greatest football game. Now, that's a list. That's a list I might do. Do you mind if I do that? No. The greatest games in movie history? Uh, no, that's fine. What do you mean that's fine? No, it's fine because I'm already putting together my – well, I'm doing a list of – That's a good list. That game against oh. – that game that they play, that Ampipe goes in there it, and just yeah. about wins. You should do games – Fictional games for movies that all you would pay to see. All the right moves, and Rifleman is the quarterback of Ampipe. Mm-hmm. He played for the replacement Jets. The oh, real right. replace, not the replacements, the movie, which right. doesn't belong on this list either. It's on the top 34. Stop it. Well, the, how many football movies are there? There's They're, not a lot. Right. So you give, So I understand that all these movies are going to be on your list. It's really your top five. that. Oh, well, the calls difference. are ringing in. I can hear that because uh, Black Tie's got his microphone open there. That's a great list, though, Rank. I like this idea. I think the Ampipe game, I, I think they're, they they played, it was like Chestnut Hills or something yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because in the future, uh, this week I'm going to do the best fictional quarterbacks. Of all. I'm going to rank the fictional quarterbacks. Might even, you know what you, you should do? You know what we should do? Let's do what I what I started to do years ago. Mm-hmm. Put together the all-fictional team. Forget well, about just quarterbacks. That's all just you. Take that one. Put, no, let's listen. Riflemen. The quarterback of Ampipe in all the right moves might be the best quarterback. There really, is. in a fictional, a fictional quarterback? I can't who, give away Jamie who my, Fox. I can't give away who my number one is. I hope it's not is. Jamie Fox. No, I'm not going to give away who my number one is, but he's ridiculous in that movie. All right, uh, so all right, we'll put we that. Got one more on the blacklist, guys. Go ahead. Wait, go do ahead. we not have a call? What happened? Did you scare them well, off? We're getting no, through the blacklist. We're getting through okay, the blacklist. Right. Speaking of football entertainment. 
coming soon to TV screens and iPads and iPhones. HBO goes near you. Hard Knocks, it's back. The Dolphins this year. So my question to you guys is, what is the most intriguing hashtag Hard Knocks storyline this year? And let's <laughs> let's throw out because like the I mean I I said this on Twitter immediately after this came out. It's it's all about Lauren Tannehill. It's because she was the number one star. Coming out of the draft, and if you, I mean, you could look at the stats on on sites anywhere, be it you know NFL.com or other sports sites. Lauren Tannehill is a clicker. Like everybody, Ryan. they see her photo. But it's they Ryan click from Texas A and M. It's not going to be the former Fu- uh, Fuji's singer. Lauren Tannehill. That's, that's her. A, that's her. That's his wife's name. That's a good. Oh, it is. That's what I'm talking about. His wife. Oh, Lauren I thought Tannehill. you were talking about no. Lauren Hill. No, it's Lauren Tannehill. It's his wife. <laughs> That's who everybody's going to be talking about. Yeah, I forgot. Yeah, she was buzzed about quite a bit oh, yeah. the week after the draft, huh? Absolutely. And so that's going to be the biggest start. Plus, we can finally meet who the Dolphins receivers are going to be. Well, yeah, it, 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 that's what's going to be fascinating as they go into camp to see if they try to add a wide receiver because as of right now, they don't have one on the roster, I don't think. But, uh, yeah, listen, the most fascinating thing is going to be the, the QB battle to see how the kid Ryan Tannehill does against Gerard Matt Moore. But then when you say those names out loud, you realize, wait, we're talking about two career backups or <laughs> mediocre starters going up against a kid who – played uh, a quarter and a half in college at quarterback. So Absolutely. that's going to be your battle. Congratulations, HBO. You struck gold, it sounds like, there. <laughs> um, all right, yeah, that'll be fine, though. Uh, listen, I'll, I'll watch it. I'll watch it faithfully. I'll never miss a second of it. I love, the, I love the idea of hard knocks. It's fun to watch. And there's nothing like, really what it comes down to is, the thing that is captivating is watching guys get cut. That's what it is. <laughs> that process of bring your, get your playbook. And that is the other question. If you don't bring the playbook, how long can you make it? Like, because that's always what it—that's the linchpin, apparently—is <laughs> hey, get your playbook and go go see the head coach. So if you said like, hey, all right, I went to see the coach, but I didn't bring my playbook with me. I lost it. I misplaced it. If you kept it misplaced, could you like get into October of the season and they couldn't <laughs> cut you? Maybe. Could you make it through the whole season? Like, yeah, I'm still looking. <laughs> And you know what? Most of them are digital now. So can't you flash drive that thing? And if you did get cut, let's say you get cut by the Jets and you're signed by the Dolphins, be like, oh, I got a flash drive of the of the Jets playbook right here. Is uh, that illegal? All the, right. Has so, Bill Belichick already thought of this? I can't imagine that that's not going to create trouble if that's actually true. They're that all digital. They, they do a lot of them on digital. They put them on iBooks and things like that. Oh, yeah. That's not going to lead to any trouble whatsoever. All right. So Black Tie thus ends your blacklist for this week. And now let's take some calls from the people, from the Czech Republic and from the one or two rank amateurs out there. All right. We got a couple calls on the line. First off is Craig. Craig is on the line. Craig, how say you? What's going down, fella? Oh, not much, Dave. Adam, this is cool. I've been listening since the beginning. Like oh. Dave's thunder. Oh, like- thanks, man. Thanks. Uh, thanks very much. And, uh, Craig, where are you calling from? Baton Rouge, Louisiana. Um, Baton been an LSU Rouge. fan, Saints fan. It's been rough. We lost Alabama, and then the Saints basically got shot in the face by Goodell. So um, it's been kind of hard. Let me ask you this, Craig. Do you agree with me and Rank that Bama shouldn't have even been allowed to play in that Sugar Bowl? You guys went in to Tuscaloosa and beat them on their field. What? Ch- why would a home team that lost a game deserve another crack at it? Oh, we've been saying the last thing for what the past five months or so. It's it's crazy that we 
even the game we won, it was apparent that Bama was the better team, but we, we played it. It was like, okay, nine times out of ten, Bama would have beaten us, but we did it. We beat them. We won, and we should have gotten to play um, – we should have gotten to play – Oklahoma State. Absolutely. It's a double. Listen, this is not double elimination. College football (laughs) is put together for single elimination. That's what Bama got eliminated by losing at home. I don't care what happened because the guy missed kicks. The kicks count, you know? (laughs) It's it's like, you know, the anomaly. I just made reference to Kyle Williams in the uh, NFC title game. Those were fluky. They're like the guy, the ball hit him on the knee and did it. Like the kicking thing, you put your, the kicker is your number one guy he's your first string kicker if he misses kicks consistently that is that goes against you that counts and therefore you lost the game yeah i mean the nine times out of ten whatever you're being too generous yes they should have played oklahoma state but how is the state of louisiana doing craig now that uh you know what what's the frame of mind with let's assume best case drew Brees is under center for this team do you imagine do do saints fans imagine that 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 this is a team that can actually win in the NFC South without a without a, their real head coach in place. Um, not really. It's such a weird situation because it's never happened before. Honestly, I feel like part of us are either hoping two things happen: the team rallies, we have a good year, we go maybe eleven and five, twelve and four, make the playoffs. We don't have to have that strong of a playoff run. Just have a decent year. And the other part of me hopes that Breeze holds out for the whole year. We go 0-16 and get like a wide receiver left tackle <laughs> and trade the pit next year. And um, I would just love to see Goodell's face if the Saints just purposely blow the season. He has to call out the first overall pick next year for New Orleans. But um, <laughs> wouldn't it be sweeter? That's an interesting thing. But wouldn't it be sweeter if Goodell had to hand a Super Bowl trophy to Tom Benson? That would be nice, too. But let me ask you this, though. You remember last year in 2010 when the Saints traded up for Ingram? Everyone's like, why did they just they just traded their second this year and a first next year just for Mark Ingram? He's not that great. We already had we had a full backfield at the time. We had Pierre Thomas, Chris Ivory, and Darren Sproles. And a lot of people now that the bounty situation went down thought, oh, they knew the league was investigating. Maybe they were like, let's, let's trade that first-round pick. Hmm. Some value from it while we can. Oh. The Patriots lost theirs. Interesting theory. Now, Craig, before we let you go, well, I like that, but but I think, but you know, but but to your point, I think Mark Ingram. It was you know he had the injuries to to you know uh, going up against him all season long. Then Darren Sproles really emerges probably in a in a and, and is a bigger factor than they expected. Um, and, you know, is out on the field for more downs than probably Sean Payton anticipated. And then Pierre Thomas, I guess, was sort of the forgotten man because of his injuries. But of course, when he was out on the field, looked terrific just like he did the year that you guys won the Super Bowl there. Great pass catcher. He's one of those guys you always hear the second effort, you know, you always hear about that. But he really he has a he has an uncanny any ability after contact to keep his feet. That's what Mark Ingram is. All that being said, I could see them really pounding the ball, especially if Drew Brees ain't ready to go this year. Mm-hmm. I could really see this team being a, a powerhouse um, on the ground. And uh, but but I mean, you know, one thing's for sure: everybody in New Orleans, everybody in Louisiana, would love for the Saints to do well to win a Super Bowl. The only guy who doesn't want that to happen is Sean Payton. What value does he have? What if they go twelve and four? What if they win the division without him? Uh, how, uh, yeah, but uh, that's because I was 
giving them plays in the in the summertime because they digitally recorded somebody else's playbook. Now, Craig, before we let you go, top football movie of all time. Um, I'd have to say Rudy. I was listening mm-hmm. a little before I got put on the all's discussion, mm-hmm. and I agree. I like Rudy. It's one of those movies. But the one thing that's always bugged me about it, though, can we not talk about him? He gets married. He has a job, and then he loses. What is it? I forget. I haven't seen that movie in a couple of years, but he decides he's going to go off and try to make the football team in Notre Dame, and then a little later he comes back and he's outraged that it's, it's his brother that's dating his wife now or whatever. You abandon your family and your new bride. Why do you? How, how do you have the out to be out, right to be outraged? They I don't think he was married to that woman, but that is a weird little storyline that they don't entirely pay off. They don't flesh it out enough for right. it to be satisfying. It's just kind of weird. He just it's, walks out like, oh, yeah, it's just it's just kind of this weird. <laughs> You're right. Story is the, in the movie that's always bugged me. And how does the family go along with that? You're right. But, Craig, thank you very much for the call. And we why do does he? Yeah, but the question is that that brother, is he one of the guys who's in the stands cheering for no, Rudy? it's at a the different game? one. Oh, he doesn't get a ticket. That's Take that, brother. Yeah, you get my sister. You don't get a ticket to the uh, Georgia Tech game in which I'm going to make a big sack. Suck it, right. big bro. All, All right, right, thanks, thanks Craig. Good luck to, uh, Interest- to the Tigers and Saints this season. Oh, thanks, Dave. Good luck to the Steelers, Penguins, all that stuff. Rank all your California teams. Good luck with that. Hey, thank you. Oh, I don't. I don't like the way you insinuated good luck with that, but thank you. Oh, well, <laughs> is starting to heat it up now, but things have been a little rough for a while. Craig knows who's ever playing well. That's who LA people are going to be rooting for. That's all that really makes a difference. That is black tie. Do we have another call? Yep, we got time for one more, guys. And we also All right. walk into the studio. I okay. see him. I see. I can't. I've, listen, of course, I see the handsome uh, uh, puss of uh, handsome Hank. But let's take another call here. All right, Tom, this is, uh, this is? Thunderlips. Oh, Thunderlips. Thunderlips. Wow, Thunderlips calls into the, I mean, uh, tweets about the show quite a bit. Thunderlips, what's the poop, fella? Hey, buddy. What a pleasure to, what a, a pleasure to speak with you. You tweet to me and, uh, and to Rank quite a bit. So now we finally get to hear your voice. Yes, it's great to be heard. Yeah, where are you, man? Where you where where you uh where do you reside? Uh right now I'm in Oakland. I uh, went to college in Pittsburgh. Oh grew up in in uh Pennsylvania, central Pennsylvania, so I'm an Eagle fan. Congratulations. Congratulations to you on growing up in the Keystone State. You're in Oakland, California now, huh? Yes. What's the buzz on uh, the uh, the Warriors moving across the bay now to San Francisco? Are people in Oakland upset about this? Uh, not that I've heard of. <laughs> it's an upgrade. There's there's really nothing about it. Now, obviously, Thunderlips, you've you've uh, you've spent time tweeting us. So, and in your avatar, it's awesome because you do have the photo of the ultimate male. But we're talking sports movies or football movies, rather. Did you agree or disagree with the list? What was your number one football movie? Well, first of all, I can't believe that we've been talking about football movies, and uh, Damashek hasn't brought up the fact that Johnny Utah lost the or won the Rose Bowl, and that Shane Falco won the, uh, lost the Sugar Bowl. I know. I do it every time because it's an important uh, thing to point out that you know Johnny Utah. I mean that uh, Keanu Reeves played two, not one, but two. Right. Their backstories. 
Ohio State Buckeye quarterbacks. It's a fascinating mm. detail. Yeah. It is a little, yes. And it's like Clooney's always coming out of jail. Ed Norton's always coming out of jail, yes. I just saw a new one. There's another There's another one that we have to add to the pantheon of uh, of, of weird uh, redundancies in acting roles for, mm-hmm. for certain actors. Anyway, Thunderlips, what can we do for you today? Uh, I'd have to go with, uh, like the last caller, Rudy. I think the conversation really begins and ends with Rudy. Well, it is it, it is uh, hard to beat that one, yeah. And, and the football stuff, the practice stuff, is uh, is pretty satisfying. I'm I'm, I'm gauging oh. these things on how real the football looks. That's not the end all be all, not... but it's a definitely important. It's a, an important detail. And I think it's important to note. A lot of people always ask about what was real, what was fake. Um, him getting him sacking the Georgia Tech quarterback, real. Yeah. Him getting carried off the field, real. Mm-hmm. The team laying down the jerseys the night before the game, not real. False, yeah. That did not happen. And there was one other big but moving. One. Vincent Vaughn's character is not real. That that guy did not exist. He was just part of the movie. People don't realize Vince Vaughn was in the movie, yeah. That's they where him and Favreau met. Yeah, before he gained about 168 <laughs> pounds. So, all right, uh, Thunderlips, what's on your mind? What do you want to talk about today? Uh, I was hoping to talk a little bit about black tie and uh the way he answers the phone oh yeah i well listen we can't talk you enough and me about both, this uh, uh, thank you you're you, you know i don't know why black tie can't give it a studio 66 you're talking to black exactly. tie you know something like that exactly. you know when, when he accepted his uh, employee of the quarter award he became chatty kathy all of a sudden couldn't shut him up but yeah he answers the phone it's just oh we can't hello? do what you guys want to do this is my show and we're starting it off with the blacklist like what this when did it become <laughs> your i didn't know it was your show yeah so you're th- so do you feel then that black tie is getting a little too big for his britches well for a while there it seemed like the producer was sort of like the drummer for spinal tap he would mm-hmm. disappear mm-hmm. Uh, pretty frequently but for some reason black tie seems to have stuck around I don't Might get be it. Wearing out its welcome. Well, the key to success is doing absolutely nothing. <laughs> Apparently, that's what it is. Well, you're you're tops in the book. Um, all right, great to hear from you, fellow, and uh, we'll open up the lines in the future. But we have to catch up with our pal, handsome Hank here. So thanks for the call, Thunderlips. Hope to yap with you soon. All right, that's the name of the game. <laughs> <laughs> that's a quote from the movie. He's that that's was right. very clever. That's right. All right, listen. Handsome Hank, we haven't seen you. You went on a little family excursion last week, right? Tell That's everybody correct, what yeah. you did with yourself. I went on a road trip around uh, beautiful, sunny California. But you have, and you have a five-year-old boy. No, a two-year-old boy. Mm-hmm. Oh, two-year-old. I'm and, sorry. A, and a zero-year-old girl, a six-month-old. What girl. kind of thing She's is zero. this? Who puts a who puts a three-month-old child in a six? It, Six-month-old oh, well, child. completely different. Th- who throws a, chi- a child that age into a car seat and drives them all over the Golden State? Oh, she loved it. She did. She, she did. How would yeah. you know? You don't know what they love or don't love at that age? That's a good point. I guess, yeah. I guess since they... The, exactly. There were no not, complaints. That's all I can tell you. Wasn't that rough, though? How often did you have to it pull the car it over? Was, it was... We t- pulled the car over a little bit. We, um... Uh, we, you know, she had a great time. We all had a great time. Does uh, does Mrs. Handsome still work off the uh, off the teat, or is are you bottled? Oh my goodness! Oh, it's a good, it's a big question. Well, it is. If uh, you're driving she, around the country, around she, the state, a little a little of both. I see a little of both. Well, that yeah, she carries be... her own milk, and she also um, pumps it. No, no, no. And then she makes the you know the, the special uh, powder milk mm-hmm. stuff. Mm-hmm. 
And um, that didn't that didn't, uh, that didn't put stop. a crimp in the travels. No, Dave, you 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 know you've got to you you got to live keep living life. What was we, your? Tell us your favorite. What, what what were a couple of your highlights? Couple of, of uh, highlights. Of I went to state. Yosemite. Uh-huh. Beautiful, stunning. Yosemite. I like how you say. How it. do you say it? Yosemite. I don't know. All right. So I wasn't that far off. No. Yosemite. I went to Yosemite. And um, and went on a beautiful hike through there. That was great. Carried my two-year-old son, who is um, looks like a five-year-old. So you were kind of, or do you say eight or five? I don't know. He's big. I carried him on my back for seven hours uh, and and wow. uh, up a up a mountain and back. That was fun. Ruggedly handsome, Hank. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And uh, I liked uh, driving down the Big Sur coastline as well. That was beautiful. That's Stunning. what I, I've really never, wild. you know, I'm embarrassed to say I've never done either uh, one of those things. What you should do both of them. After a decade here in California, Throw I really Throw the need family to... in the back of um, the, the Damashek Mobile and, um, and get going. No, solo trip. Really? Yeah, I'm not, I'm not going to be tied down solo. that way. Yeah. Take not... the, yeah. Um, yeah, I, I've heard Yosemite. I'm not much of a hiker, though. I'm not an outdoorsman, really. No, I'm I, an I indoorsman. Yeah, you really are, aren't you? I'm the um, American indoorsman. Yeah. I but, could make uh, a show. I should make a show called The American Indoorsman. <laughs> yeah. Playing right. board the, games. Ad, adventures of uh, with remote control right, and all exactly. that kind of stuff. And, you know, making f- food late at night out of, uh, out of whatever bare bones. Out of whatever's bones in the fridge. Or, yeah. Yeah. That'd be a TV show. That would show. be a good TV show. All right. Let's Get do it. Get Bear Grylls on there. Does he, is, is that what the guy's name? There's a, there's a, there's a uh, outdoorsman. Something called. like that. Oh, bear, yeah. Well, you, bear Grylls. He, he gets dropped in the middle of nowhere, nowhere. and he's got to get And he's out. got like berries. The new one. The new one. Like I, I flipped on one of those. You know, I was flipping by the other day, and he's in a river just nude. Yeah, taking his he's you know drop there. he's taken you know he's got he fashioned some raft out of something, and he's doing it nude and you're uh, catching I, a fish I don't with his bare hands. I don't understand what the what the point of that if was. If that but. were the if that show if I had been cast as the star of that show that show and would it was just close be, apparently that <laughs> that show would just be like me getting dropped yeah. off somewhere <laughs> in the first couple of minutes and then me just curling up in the yeah. fetal position yeah. and weeping exactly. for the remainder of the <laughs> exactly. hour. Exactly. Right. When coming to get me already i don't like it out here so um you know congratulations you. to you handsome hank on the miami dolphins are you excited about I'm, that? I'm really you're, excited you're the resident miami dolphins fan are you excited that i'm they're very excited about it show? i think there's a lot of people who would say that it's not a great move for them but look there's a team that's been you know under bill parcells's uh watch has been don't let any information slip out and and the owner and the the new coach joe philbin said uh, a few months back that they wanted to kind of try and reverse that and this is there could be no clearer way to reverse the media embargo than open the doors to to the nfl films hbo hard knocks cameras now i called some time ago for them to get rid of the turquoise pants because i find them an abomination as right. the uniform monitor um, is is it true that the Dolphins are working on new uniforms? I'm told that that is the case. Is that right? Yes. How different? I mean, are they going to be throwbacks to like the to the to the seventies? I would 70s? imagine. I think they may be doing something totally new. You know, why? Because you, I mean, you wouldn't. Th- when people think of new uniforms, that you know, you're thinking new logo, new everything. Mm-hmm. Um, new logo. Well, maybe even a new logo. Who knows? Well, you know, I've complained about the logo many times because it's a dolphin. Who's wearing a football helmet? I now I understand that, but that's football a safety. Playing, it's safety. That's safety first. I Dave. get it. That Foot- dolphin, and, anything could happen. And football playing dolphins are rare. It's not like you right. can just go anywhere and get one. But that being said, well, so beggars can't be choosers. 
but the but the helmet he's not even on the Dolphins. He's on a team he's that wears an M. Yeah, he, a, t- a team that wears an M on. He's the on side Marshall. Of their head. Well, I mean, Dave, let's let's be serious. There are no fish on the Dolphins team, right? Or or mammals? Or I don't know. Ac- it makes no sense that 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 the mascot of the team wears a football helmet that is a, a, the helmet of a different. But team. it's a dolphin. Fo- that's a dolphin specific. Uh, like I say, I can team. I make some concessions, some allowances for the fact right. that they're you know that they're that he the Dolphins are hard to come mm-hmm. by to play football. But all right, so interesting. So that's a good little tidbit from you. New uniforms, even maybe a new logo. I think I think we might see that. But but first of all, hard knocks, and that's that's an exciting place to start. I know. I th- I thought like, well, it'll be compelling. I just said black tie. Just asked, what's the most uh, compelling um, aspect of the show this year? And I said, well, it's a quarterback battle, of course. But then you start reeling off the names, and you realize it's not all that fascinating. <laughs> I think there were some- David Garrard and Matt Moore. Woo! Uh, yeah. Equal ratings. What? Come on, guys! It gets, it's a, there's plenty to get behind. Yeah, Brian right. Hartline, that well, that safety battle. <laughs> yeah. you, know Jones. you know what we're going to get behind us is uh, is episode number sixty nine here. It's time for it to be over with. Let's get out of here. And uh, quickly though, before we do, handsome Hank, uh, all too short a visit with you. We'll uh, we'll we'll fix that hopefully next week. But quickly, as we do at the end of every episode, we honor the uh, player who wore the episode number best, not just in, in uh, football, but in sports history. 69, pretty bad number there, Rank. I don't who like, we got, like Tim Cum- As a rule, I don't like the guy on the intramural team in college who's like, oh, I'm going to be number 69 and thinks oh, the it's hilarious. Yeah. I, I, that guy is repellent to me. I don't, I don't enjoy him. That frat dude. Jared Allen, is that about it? Jared Allen does it. Tim Crumry, uh, Mark Schlereth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Stinky. But uh, I think it's got to be Jared Allen. Was Bart Oates number sixty-nine? I think he was sixty-four. Yeah. Was he? Uh, yeah, sixty-four. Sixty-four. Is sixty-four is right. Sixty-nine. Yeah, bad number. Don't wear it, kids. If you're if you're an up and coming, if you're in high school and you think it's hilarious. Take it's it not from, funny. It's take it somewhere funny. Over. Yeah, it's not funny at all. Don't it's worse that. than a tattoo. So congratulations there. And Jared Allen, I think, also has the uh, has the barbed wire tattoo, too. So you got the double wham. Equally as yeah, bad. Not good. Not good. Um, all right. So, uh, so thus ends episode number 69. Like I say, we're available on iTunes. We appreciate it if you subscribe. Thanks to Black Tie. Thanks to the callers. Thanks to Handsome Hank. Thanks to Adam Rank, who you can track down at Adam Rank. And uh, thanks to you. We'll be back with more Huey and Applesauce later on. But in the meantime, thanks so much, football fans. It's been a thin slice of heaven. You go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower... 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists, like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. Hey, guys. Back at the playground again, huh? Yep. You know what this playground could use? A wine country. Heck, yeah. 
and some waves so we could go surfing. Oh, <laughs> I love that. A redwood forest would be cool. I'm in. Ah, ski slopes. Let's do it. Um, tenor girl go shopping. Yeah, baby. Wait. Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com.